I want to just dismiss the Connect kids. So Connect kids, you can go. And those in the nursery are already there. Um, it's a pleasure. This is always a pleasure to have Pastor Ajay come. Um, in 1901, I met him. And <laughs> um, 13 years ago, we took a trip to India. Uh, a team of about eight people, I think. Uh, seven or eight people went to India. We ministered in leper colonies, uh, ministered in uh, orphanages. We did out, out, outreach ministries. Uh, it, was, it was a packed full schedule just the way I like it because if you're at a place, I want to do as much work as I can. Work while it is day. And it was great. We had great memories in everything that we did. Oh, yesterday we were reflecting on some of the memories and uh, no one can forget the monkeys jumping on the car, and uh, you know. And, uh, but nevertheless, uh, established a relationship, and Pastor Jay has uh, come for many years, and it's been a pleasure. Um, so uh, will you just put your hands together and lift up your hearts to God as the man of God, Pastor Jay, comes and opens the word. Appreciate you, my brother. Praise God. Good morning. Good morning. I'm really glad to be with you this morning. And it's my pleasure all the time when I come here and share the word with you and tell what God is doing in our country, in India. Uh, I come from the second largest country in the world. And the, I would say there's greatest democracy there. But at the same time, we are in the, the Christians are in the minority, and we face so many challenges also, because, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it was not always uh, easy to preach the gospel among the Gentiles, you know, it's always a challenge. But somehow God has really blessed us and gave us strength to serve the Lord, when I came to the Lord, I was 19 years old, and I received him as my personal savior. Since that time, uh, when, I, when I went to Bible college, came back, and I, I started my ministry, and I had no idea what to do. So I just you know, visited some families, door-to-door -door visitation, and uh, after some time, I got 10 people, those who were ready to serve the Lord with me. So I started my ministry with them, and uh, God blessed this church so much. Now we have 54 branches around the city, and God has blessed us so much, and God is uh, you know, using this church. So this is, our, uh, this is my uh, testimony about the ministry, 
and uh, I have seen the great hand of God in every aspect of our life. And in this time also we were, uh, you know, uh, looking forward like uh, after the, my marriage, I, would, I wanted to have one boy, one girl at least. So when the elder ones, Gary, born, we were so happy, okay, the man of God has come. So we will make him the man of God. That was our desire. The second baby was coming, so that time I was thinking that uh, should, that child would be a girl. So, but it happened that the sunny came, so uh, the boy, uh, you know, born. So uh, I was thinking, you know, I don't have a girl, so, you know, like that I was just, but I was ministering and serving the Lord. But somehow, you know, God uh, draw my attention towards the orphan girls and uh, uh, accidentally one girl came across to our, uh, to our life and they, she was in a very bad shape. She was only seven years old and uh, had no father and mother and uh, living with the family relatives and she was abused by them. So when we had come across with this girl, so I felt like, oh, we don't, we, do, we, do, we should do something for her. So, you know, with the love of God, we asked the family members and they gave us, okay, permission to, you can take her, give a good education, you know. So we adopted this girl uh, with the legal way. And then we started giving her good education, sending them to school, uh, you know, shelter, food, and everything. So uh, after some time, you know, I don't know what happened, that one by one, many girls came across. So many people contacted us. When they come, come to know that we are, you know, helping this kind of girls. So now we have 13 girls. And... Uh, we had no plan to do this, uh, running this orphanage. But now they are not orphaned because they all say to me, Papa. So uh, they are going to the English medium school, best school in our city, and uh, getting good uh, shelter, food, clothes, and everything. And uh, they are all growing in the, in the Lord also. Now from six years to uh, 18 years we have these 13 girls, and they're all growing up in the Lord and uh, serving the Lord, learning. Uh, you know, they are all from Hindu background, by the way. They're not from the Christian background. So uh, God has given us this responsibility. So we are, uh, you know, taking care of this orphanage also. And how we support? We support through the people of God. We support through uh, the loved ones, friends, and, you know, those who are well-wishers. So we just share our uh, needs with them and God really always provides things. So I'm, I'm grateful to God what God is doing to, to these girls and all their lives. So God is raising them to give them better life. So we are, uh, feel like that we are responsible. Uh, one day, you know, uh, there was a man of God in India. He was... He was from India, America, and uh, when, when, when America comes, you know, so many beggars come 
and ask, you know, things. Uh, so there were so many beggars. So he took out uh, little money and gave one person and he left. So the person who was with him, he said, many beggars were there and you gave only to one. He said, I cannot feed everyone, but I can feed someone. So that was what I feel also that we have so many orphan girls in India, but God has given us these 13 girls. At least we can save these girls from uh, the abuse of the community or something, you know. So, so this is what we are doing. So thank you so much for your prayers and support. And uh, as I told you that we have in the changing period of time in India, uh, the things were 13 or 20, uh, 20 years, I would say 15 years before, now it's, now it's changing. It's very difficult to evangelize things outside, uh, you know, on the street evangelism. We are not supposed to. They stops us and they don't, you know, allow us. Uh, when Pastor Brian and his team came 13 years back, it was so easy. We, we fed uh, 3,000 people and distributed more than 3,000 Bibles and Gospels. It was on street and it happened very well. But uh, now we are not able to because the things are changing. But at the same time, we have a challenges also to serve the Lord and we have a desire to reach to unreached people. So our, we have 20 cell groups, those who are in the community, and we call you know, these people to these small groups and teach them about Christ. So this is what, what we are doing one-to-one, -one, and God is really blessing uh, our church. So thank you, for, thank you so much for your prayers. So I, I need your prayers and your support so god bless you thank you so much so are you ready to hear the word of god Amen. okay uh, i really appreciate uh, what you have done for the memorial day uh, the people who died for this country and they should be remembered this is wonderful uh, you you guys do but we in india we don't do that we don't have any special day for them but we re definitely regard what the soldiers have done. They gave their life for the country. So that's a really, uh, you know, very appreciated thing. Uh, it's very hard for the family, those who lo lose their loved ones, it's really uh, very hard. But, you know, somebody has to do, just like Jesus Christ came down on earth and he died also. And he rose again also. So that's a hope God has given us through Christ. But he died for the sinners. So this is why, that is why we are also enjoying his blessings, his benefits, and his life, and abundant life God has given to us. Uh, um, you must be knowing that today we are celebrating Pentecost Sunday also. How many of you know this? <laughs> okay. So God has given me a message for the uh, especially to take you to the journey for some time to understand about the Holy Spirit. You know, this is the most important person on earth. I'm saying person means he has voice, 
he has emotions, he has ear, he has a tongue, he speaks, so he is a person. And, uh, but we sometimes we don't, you know, don't see that, see Holy Spirit, so we don't sometimes talk to the Holy Spirit, right? So this is the little journey I want to take you to through, through the scripture so you will know whole about uh, Holy Spirit from Genesis to Revelation. And it's so much, so much uh, important, so much involved in the, in, in the time of creation, in the time of fall, at the time of uh, the kings came, and the time of prophets, it was always involved. And when Jesus Christ came, it was upon him, right? So, uh, the topic is the best kept secret. God had a best kept secret. What Jesus brought secretly with him, what was his prime mission, mission on earth? So we have to find out what was his prime. Sometimes it feels like that, that Jesus Christ only came down to die on the cross, to just shed his blood, or uh, to, you know, give the healing or the miracles to the people. Sometimes people look into unto Jesus only for this purpose. And this is not the permanent or complete purpose of Christ. So we need to find out why. What was the best secret God had in his mind and Jesus brought that one. So let's find out. So I have written before uh, I speak the, uh, for the message, there's some statement I want to give about the Holy Spirit. The most important person on earth is the Holy Spirit. And the most misunderstood person on earth is the Holy Spirit. And the most misinterpreted person on earth is the Holy Spirit. So today we are celebrating Pentecost Sunday, so this is my feeling that we should know how important he is, why we feel like we, we, we didn't understand the way God wanted, and why people have misinterpreted this person because uh, I have seen so in so many ministries, uh, people are using and abusing the Holy Spirit. And they are just showing, uh, you know, for their benefit. And they are just, you know, pushing people, you know, uh, telling that you have a Holy Spirit, that people fell down. I, I, I don't, uh, you know, uh, disagree with that. Some, some, some people have gone through this is, they slain the spirit. But I have seen that so many ministries are using this technique, I would say. And they show that they are filled with the Holy Spirit. But that's not all about. That's not the only manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And that is why people do not understand more about the Holy Spirit. So uh, we need to understand the secret plan which Jesus completed. So uh, I will... Uh, from the first page of the Bible, you will, Holy Spirit is introduced by God. And it says, Genesis 1, uh, chapter and first and second verse says, 
I will speak uh, from the Bible and I will quote some verses so you will understand I'm talking from the Bible. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Means in the creation time the Holy Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit was totally available and it was with God. So the uh, Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the water. When God, Adam, uh, God made Adam, when he breathed on his nostrils, you know, then Adam became a living creature. When God breathed on his nostril. So what Bible says, he became a living being. Then God gave commandment to Adam, do not eat from fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day you will eat that fruit, you will die. The death in the sight of God is departure of the Holy Spirit. You know, he lived 930 years physically, but same day when he ate that fruit, he died. What is the death in the sight of God? The Holy Spirit came out from Adam. That was a disconnection from God, from heaven. So uh, then Adam ate that forbidden fruit. The same day he died. What he lost? He lost the most important person in his life. That was Holy Spirit. I will prove you from the Bible. The Holy Spirit connected him to heaven. There was no connection now for Adam to connect with the heaven. And he lost the earthly control also because God has given, had given him the control of the earth. Let us make man according to our image and likeness and let them have dominion. So he lost the dominion. He, now he is not able to control the earth. The earth and the creation is not obeying Adam now. Because he lost the connection from heaven. So Adam was a clueless person after that. And no direction, no leadership he had. So he was totally all alone. That's why Bible says in Genesis uh, 6.3, it says, The Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed a flesh. That means God took Holy Spirit back in heaven, not on earth anymore. And uh, if you read uh, another translation, it's very clear, Bible basic English, it says, the Lord said, my spirit will not be in man forever. For he is the only flesh now. He has no connection with the spirit. He has no connection with the spirit. He has only flesh. So God said, my spirit will not live inside man now. That's why we, uh, in the Old Testament, uh, we, we, we hear this type of, of, you know, statement. The Holy Spirit used to come upon them, not inside them. And Holy Spirit used to come upon, uh, hair of the Samson, you know, the Samson had a power in his hair, not in the body. That's why he 
used to do all the mistakes because the spirit of god was not inside him but he was on the hair so david experienced this thing first samuel 16:13 it says then samuel took the horn of oil anointed david in the presence of his brothers and the spirit of the lord came mightily upon david from that day forward means the holy spirit used to come upon people of selected people not to everyone but he experienced this thing then Saul king experienced first samuel 10:10 10, he says when they came there to the hill there was a group of prophets to meet him then the spirit of god came upon him and he prophesied among them that means the prophet used to prophesy when the holy spirit used to come upon them that's why it is written and sometime the word of the came word of the lord came upon me the holy spirit the lord came upon me so that was the experience some selected people had but god has promised in the for the last day something you know what bible says joel 2:28 and it shall come it shall come to pass the afterward that i will pour out my spirit on all flesh means some are only selected people like isaiah like a uh, jeremiah like a micah so many prophets abraham they were they were all with god selected people but holy spirit used to come upon them that was they used to do many mistakes like david you know did his mistakes so many written is uh, for him so you know that stories so holy spirit used to come upon some selected people not to everyone but god promised that i am going to send my spirit in the last days upon every flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions so that was the work of the holy spirit god has promised that last days he is going to pour his spirit upon every flesh not the selected one hallelujah so you are good for so far thank you so in that new testament we come after the old testament say through through old testament we are coming to the new testament and it says something happened in the new testament matthew 3:16 and 17 when jesus christ came and he took a water baptism what bible says and when he had been baptized jesus came up immediately from the water and behold the heavens were opened to him and he saw the spirit of god descending like a dove and alighting upon him and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased what was the pleasure god had this time about christ because jesus christ just was a new in the uh, you know ministry that time he didn't do any miracles he didn't raise any dead he didn't do any uh, you know healing and he didn't even preach but what was the reason behind that god so happy about jesus that was a you know little mystery i would disclose with you and that was a mystery that in the old testament the holy spirit used to come upon them and there was only one person who were who were carrying the holy spirit inside him was only adam 
when adam lost holy spirit then only one person could handle in the flesh that was jesus christ so that was a joy of god to see the holy spirit is coming upon not only coming upon him but he was filling this body and it says in the further i says i did uh, uh, if you read john first chapter 32 and 34 words it says john gave this testimony john the baptist say said these testimonies and he says john were witness saying i saw the spirit descending upon from heaven like a dove and he remained upon him he uh, i did not know him but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me this was a sign that the holy spirit will come but it will remain upon you see the spirit descending and remaining on him this is who this is he who baptized with the holy spirit and i have seen and testified that this is the son of god so that was a sign given to john the baptist one person will come the holy spirit will not only come upon him but he will be remaining in him means the holy spirit will reside him will be filled with the holy spirit you know on an old testament nobody were filled with the holy spirit they were used by the holy spirit for certain time and then holy spirit used to go back but new testament in this time jesus christ not only filled with uh, holy spirit came upon him but he was filled with the holy spirit and that was a joy of god and he was so happy that now the flesh is carrying the spirit of god that was the plan of god so jesus manifested like this luke 4 1 and 14 i will read luke 4 1 and 14 then jesus being filled with the holy spirit returned from the jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness and it says another uh, translation says that jesus returned in the power of the spirit of sorry 14 verse i'm reading that jesus returned in the power of the spirit to galilee and news of him went out through all the surrounding regions so jesus before he started miracles he started doing in his ministry he was totally filled so whole holy spirit whole holy spirit was inside the one body that was jesus christ because he is the only one who could carry the holy spirit because the other bodies were contaminated because of sin and this body was totally free from the sin so he was totally filled with the holy spirit hallelujah you may be have heard this type of uh, preaching but this is my feeling that we should know whole thing about the holy spirit the whole work of the holy spirit and whole plan of god through the holy spirit so jesus uh, proclaimed uh, in his ministry john 737 and 38 and 39 it's very famous words and it says on that day that great day of the feast jesus stood and cried out saying if anyone thirst let him come to me and drink he who believes in me as the scriptures has said out of his heart will flow 
rivers of living water. How many believe that the rivers of living water is uh, connected with the Holy Spirit? Amen. Believe it? And he describing this thing. But this is he spoke concerning the Spirit. It's written here. About the rivers of the living water, he spoke concerning the Spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given. He's, he talked about this would be the lifestyle of the people after receiving the Holy Spirit, but right now they cannot because the Holy Spirit is not given to anyone right now. It's whole, totally Holy Spirit is inside Christ. And that's why it says, because Jesus was not yet glorified, means he was not hung on the cross, he did not pay the price, he did not shed the blood, because he had to pay the price. Then after, people can get the Holy Spirit. Because he, he spoke about the concerning of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was totally into his mission that when people will receive the Holy Spirit. And I have to prepare the way. That's not the plan of God that he should just shed his blood, forgive our sins. But that's another plan was inside the man, inside the heart of God, that people should be filled with the Holy Spirit. And how they will be filled? Until Jesus Christ was glorified, means going to the cross. After the cross, that way will be opened. And then Jesus promised to his disciples, John 16, 7, it's a very, very important verse. Please read. John 16, 7, 16 chapter, 7th verse, it says, But truly, very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate or the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. That means Jesus saying, this is good that I leave you and go. And then the helper will come. You know, God is so smart. He never showed his triune, triune trinity one time to everyone. Right? In the Old Testament, Jesus, uh, God appeared to Moses, Elijah, and uh, you know, uh, Abraham. I am Jehovah. I am Jehovah God. Hallelujah. In New Testament, Jesus Christ comes and he, is, he manifests himself. And after 33 years, he is going away and he says, I am sending another one. The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So they work together, but at the, three, at the same time, they come different, different timings and they manifest themselves. In Old Testament, we see God as Jehovah. In New Testament, we see Jesus as King of King and Lord of Lord. And, New, and in New Testament, after Jesus, we see the Holy Spirit is the helper, advocate, and is a residence, permanent residence in the people of God. Hallelujah. So this is how God you know, uh, say. And in other translation it says, nevertheless I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. That means he was carrying whole Holy Spirit in his body. And he's saying, let me go. 
then I will send him. Because that promise that the Holy Spirit will come upon every flesh is it was plan of God. So John 14, 16 and 17 is another twist to understand about the Holy Spirit. Jesus disclosed everything clearly to his disciples. And it says, John 14, chapter 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Please, this is so important line I'm reading. For he dwells with you. Means he's talking about him. I'm dwelling with you. You are dwelling with me. He dwells with you, but and it will be in you. He's right now with you, but not in you. You have to wait for that experience how Holy Spirit will be in you. So, John 20 and 22 verses clearly say after resurrection, Jesus came out of the you know, tomb and when he showed himself in the closed room and he appeared in front of them and John 20, 22 says, receive. What he said? Receive. Holy Spirit. What he should receive? Receive. First thing what he said to him, them, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. The second time we read in the Bible, he breathed. When God breathed on Adam, he became a living being. And second time, Jesus told this disciple, receive. Receive means, you know, re is a prefix in English. Receive means to have. Re means to have again. Receive means you had once when you were in Adam, but you lost it in Garden of Eden. So I brought that Holy Spirit again and I paid the price on the cross. Now you are able to receive because I'm going to. This time, the whole disciples, they were born again in, in this moment. Because they receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, receive means you lost once. Now you again get it. That was a plan of God. So, it's it written in the Acts of the Apostles. First chapter, fourth and fifth. What, what he promised to his disciples. And being assembled together... With them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. What was the promise of the Father? Upon every flesh, I will send my Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So wait for the promise, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, Acts of the Apostles, second chapter, first and fourth verses says, at the day of Pentecost, what happened, You everybody knows, the Pentecost had fully come, 
and they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a second from uh, came a sound from heaven and as of rushing mighty wind it filled the whole house where they were sitting then there appeared to them a divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each one of them and they were all filled with the holy spirit used to come upon old testament to people some of them but now god is giving them in the flesh and now they were all filled with the holy spirit means the holy spirit not only upon them but they were in the holy spirit were inside them that was uh, the plan of all redemption jesus christ brought the departed holy spirit who depart departed from adam in garden of eden and he brought the whole holy spirit back for the mankind so nowadays what we are facing you know in the revelation last verses i'm reading now revelation 22 chapter 17th verse it says and the spirit and the bride say you know what is the holy spirit is doing right now holy spirit is preparing the bride to meet the christ not what he is doing he is controlling our tongue our mind our our thought pattern our thinking pattern our belief system our habit our behavior our environment he is doing and cleaning our life every day and is preparing the bride to meet his groom one day that's why bible says 22 chapter is the last chapter of the bible and it says the spirit and the bride say come means the bride is totally ready now holy spirit has done his work and it says let him who hears say come let him who thirst come for whoever desire let him take the water of life freely means the holy spirit in revelation is completing his work so my prayer for everyone we 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 should not be you know misunderstand this wonderful personality when we accept christ as our personal savior or take water baptism after that this wonderful person come inside our life and lives and talk to us reveal the words to us he guides us lead us and that's why bible says in romans 8:14 as have many have led by the holy spirit they are the sons of god means he lead us do this do that don't do this don't do that and he convict the world what he does uh, when the holy spirit will come he says he will convict the world conviction means nobody is uh, you know able to accept christ until the holy spirit convict you nobody can say he is my lord until the holy spirit convict you why what what level he convicts you bible says he convicts with for three things for sin he will convict you for righteousness he will convict you and for judgment he will convict you three things and he has the power to convict people we cannot judge people 
we cannot become unjudgmental to the people. We have to depend on the Holy Spirit. What he will do? He will say, you are a sinner, you need a savior. He will say, you don't have a good relation with God, you don't have a righteousness. Come on, give your life to God. Accept your mistakes. Have righteousness life. Righteousness from the Lord. Then God says, if you do these two things, if you repent, and if you are having good relation with God again, you will be not judged by the world, like a world. You are out of the judgment. You are safe. You are out of this judgmental time when the God will judge the world. You will not be in that crowd. So this is the Holy Spirit is doing every day. He's telling us, read Bible, pray to God, go to church. Why you have come here? Because the Holy Spirit brought to you here. Some people did not come here. You know why? Because they did not obey the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So we have to understand every day we are supposed to follow Christ through the Holy Spirit helps because he is our helper, he is our guide and he is not a person like you know people are using them using Jesus uh, using uh, Holy Spirit to just manifest uh, you know how powerful they are or how they are doing some such stuff like you know pushing people you know praying for them like that I'm not against these things but I am totally uh, uh, agree with the word of God but Bible teaches us this wonderful personality is available today also. If you are not experienced this person in your life after receiving Christ, you can have this relationship again and you can have this person talking to you. I Every day I talk to the Holy Spirit. I every day ask guidance, what should I do? I always follow the Christ through Holy Spirit because the only person on earth is our help who can lead us in the right way. Hallelujah. That's why Bible, you know, blesses us, the love of the Father and grace of Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Means fellowship means he is your fellow. He never leave you alone. Hallelujah. So God bless you. Uh, this is my prayer should grow in the Holy Spirit and never misunderstand this person. He is totally for you, with you, and wants to guide you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. It is so important for all of us to recognize the importance of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that wants to do the change in us, but so often we don't really give God room enough for the Spirit to work. He wants to work, but he can only work if you give him room. That's what the Holy Spirit is all about. That's why the God has the baptism in the Holy Spirit to fill an individual, that in that baptism he changed your life. And what we need today, what we need today is each one of you and I recognizing the power of the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit wants to empower you from the inside. But in order for that to take place, you have to give room for the Spirit of God. It's not about how you think. It's not about what you uh, think about and how you want to do it. It's about saying, God, I want all that you have. 
The day that I was filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, my life changed dramatically. I mean, my life changed so much because the Bible talks about there's power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It changes you from the inside. We're going to be talking more about the Holy Spirit as we get into the book of Acts. But one of the first things for God to do a work in you and through you is appetite. How hungry are you for the Lord? How hungry are you for His works, His ways, His word? Because hunger is what really causes you and God to connect and the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon you so that He can do great things through you. Can you stand to your feet? Those watching online, one of the most important things in here, those here today, the first step is making sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. It, it doesn't matter that you, you know of Jesus. But the first step is accepting that you have sinned, and because of your sin, there's a separation between you and God. And there's many sins, all type of sins. There's hatred, there's jealousy, there's homosexuality. These are sins before God. These are sins. God is very clear about the sins that are out there. But he's also given people choices of what people want to do. But there is right and there is wrong. And now it's up to you and I to choose whether we want right. So this is where we repent from our sins and we turn to God. And we ask God to come into our hearts. And then because our hearts are ready to receive of all the work that Jesus did on the cross because he so loved you that he gave up his life, he forgives us of his sins. Then the next step is we get baptized in the Lord. And that's when we say to everybody, I am going to live for Jesus. Jesus is going to be the one that I love. And that's when the power of the Holy Spirit can come upon you in such a way, right when you say, yes, Jesus, come in like the Spirit of God. And then there's a dunamis of power that does for works. That's where you, God is involved in everything you do. This is, this is where the giftings come up. This is where you become different. Look at your neighbor and say, I want to become different. I need God. I need the Spirit of God. And that's what it's really about. We are to be people of the Spirit, led by the Spirit, connected to the Spirit, to do great works under the Spirit. It's not about you, not about me. It's about the Spirit of God. Can we give God some praise in the house of the Lord? So this first step that I want to just challenge you on is open up your heart, open up yourself to really say, I want to learn about God. I want to learn about his ways, his works, so I can follow his will in every aspect of my life so that his power would work through me and in me as I receive all that he has. Greater things you shall do has a really powerful part when we connect ourselves to God. So if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, those who watch online, if you never, that's the first part. Ask God to come into your heart. Ask God to forgive you of your sin. That's the first step to receiving the greatest gift in the world is Jesus Christ. And let's watch what God will do in you and how he will fill you and do things in you that the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the mind of the man the things that God has for those that love him. Can someone say amen? Let's just go before Father. Father, we are so grateful for who you are. We are so thankful for this great plan of salvation. And that, Lord, 
after you left, you did not leave us orphans, but Lord, you set forth the power of your Holy Spirit to come alongside us and in us and with us so that, Lord, we carry you everywhere we go and that, Lord, is thy power working within so that it shows without uh, wherever we go. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you would touch each one here. I pray for each one that said, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. I messed up. I've done some things wrong. And today, right now, whether they're in this room or watching online, I pray this is the moment that God will transform your heart as you look unto Jesus Christ and ask him, forgive me. One of the greatest things in the world that you can say to God, God, forgive me. I surrender my life. And ask this in Jesus' name. And then say, amen and amen. Give God some praise in the house of the Lord. Well, we thank you for joining us today. Let's continue to believe that God is going to do a work in all of our lives and in his church, despite our current circumstances. If you would like to support the ministry of Salem First Assembly, you can do so by mailing to 430 Route 45, Salem, New Jersey, 08079, or by visiting our website at salemfirstag.org. Please join us for service next Sunday at 10.30 a.m., or you can watch service every Sunday afternoon on Facebook at Salem First Assembly or YouTube at Salem First AG. You can also listen to the message every Tuesday on Podbean. Have a blessed rest of your day. Let's remember to be a blessing and that life is living in faith every day.